You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Lamps Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke, and I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian, what's up, man? You know, uh, not much. My dad and my friend both texted me saying, hey, I really like kind of what the Wolves have going on this year. And I said, uh, are you insane? Um, but I guess yeah. there are people out there. Um, well, uh, I just tweeted this because as we're recording this, the Wolves have won three straight games, and they're up yeah, by 16 yep. right now against the Pelicans. Uh I always have to remind myself how long of a season it is because as down in the dumps as we were like a week and a half ago about literally everything with this team, it's like, oh, wait, and they're like a game out of yeah. the eighth seed, right? Like, yep, totally. Um, so, you know, yeah. we're, you know, we're in the podcast world, so we got to ride the highs and ride the lows. We can't, but, we can't just be in the middle. Well, and the thing is, if you're in the middle, then like, what are you actually? Like, are you really a fan? You're nothing. Because that's, like, think about that if you were, like, in a relationship and you're, like, the day-to-day stuff. You're, like, nah, yeah. whatever. Just get me to 10 years from now. And you're, like, it's like, okay that's not how all it, the time. That's not how it works. You need to ride no. those waves. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully uh, you're mostly up, I would m- say. Mostly up, yes. <laughs> but but uh, what I'm saying is you have to, like, acknowledge each moment. Sure. You know? It's, yeah. like, as every night. As we do with the As we rolls. do. Yeah, and most moments are bad. But lately it's been good. Uh, so, as again... Chances are you're listening to this on a Tuesday morning, hopefully. Um, and hopefully the Wolves will have won four straight games. Again, they're up by 16 against the Pelicans, who just stink. They're really bad. Um, and they have wins over the Kings. Very ugly game, 107-97. Uh, over the Spurs, 115-90. to And then on Saturday night, they actually they, they absolutely just blew the doors off of the Grizzlies, 138-95. to Um now, those other games, not very impressive. Same with the Pelicans game, but like the Grizzlies ass kicking is is pretty impressive. And yeah, um, those other games are just games you have to win. And like 
Totally. For example, the Kings have not won those games and they just fired their coach, Luke Walton. So, um, yeah, that should have happened a while ago. Yeah. Like a two, a two years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, and again, that's like, if you're the Timberwolves, that's a team that you're probably competing with for the 10th seed. So, um, and you know, you and I talked about, and if the Wolves do, uh, beat the Pelicans, they'll be eight and nine. So they're, they're knocking right on, onto yeah. 500. Um, last three games, you and I have talked about like the big three and how, Edwards would have a big game, but then Towns and Russell weren't very good. And, you know, or, you know, maybe Edwards and Towns are really, really good, but then right. Ed or uh, Russell's so bad that like it kind of negates it. Um, the last three games, Towns, 23 points per game, eight rebounds, four assists, 60% from the field, 50% from the three point line. Edwards, 21 points, three rebounds, 53% from the field, 50% from the three point line. And then you have Russell. 22.6 assists, 43% from the field, 33% from the three-point line. So um, it's, I don't know, like, again, like the game, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I hate being like, the games you have to win, you have to win, and they're not very exciting, but, like, these are the wins that the Timberwolves have not won in the past. Well, I mean, you can also look at it like this. If these are the stats, you know, for if, if the last three games if that's the indication of how these three are going to perform, then the wolves are a better team than we thought. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the problem is that it's not only that these are the games that you have to win. It's like, yeah, if you can get them all averaging 20 plus points a game, two of them shooting 50% from three, like you're going to win some games or yeah. Or even 40%. Right. And like, right. I would mm -hmm. argue that like 23 points for towns is like on the lower end. He should be at like the 25 or 26. Yeah. Uh, I mean, regardless, just getting like solid, like it, you, you and I talked about this where it seemed like Edwards and towns had that chemistry and it seems like Russell and towns have that chemistry, but I think the, it was the Russell Edwards thing yep. where Russell didn't quite know where he fit in to start the season. And it seems like he's slowly finding that. Um, I don't want to say the Josh Kogi injuries help has helped lately, Cause you never want to say that, but like Patrick Beverly is a, he's a ball mover. He moves yep, the ball too. Totally. Vando makes those like weird plays that gives you extra possession. Yeah. So I think it all plays into it. Like, um, so yeah, I mean, it's life's good. Five thirty-eight right now. I looked this morning, the Vikings have a 59% chance to make the playoffs. The Timberwolves are on a 36% chance, which I will tell you this, Julian, and we'll get into this a little bit later it's 10% higher than the Lakers have to make the playoffs. Pack it up. Lakers fans. Uh, we'll there's, get in. There's, this. there's no way you're making the playoffs. It's over. Yeah. 538 says so they've never been wrong on an election. No, um, nothing. Actually anything. Um, yeah. Anything. Yeah. Um, and you know, we talk about like the, the, the play in game, right? Like the wolves, it was like, can the wolves make the play in game this year? And it's like, I don't know, maybe, and now you look and you're like, Ugh, if they are not better than the Pelicans, the Kings and the Spurs and the Thunder, like, yikes. Like if we you don't some... make the play in game. Everyone's getting fired and, and but they the, blow on the team up. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, but let's look at this. And I don't want to get like too ahead of ourselves. No, let's um, do it. But like, let's say the standings stop today. And I, I honestly think this is probably pretty likely the top 10 teams. I'm not sure what order they're yeah. in, but Warriors, Suns, Jazz, Clippers, Mavericks, Nuggets, uh, Blazers, Lakers, Grizzlies, Timberwolves. Yeah. I mean, you this is what good. we said before the season. Like, it's going to be those teams. Yeah. But, it, like, if you're the Wolves, 
I don't know. Like, I feel okay playing the Grizzlies in a one-game playoff, right? Like, sure. And then the next game, you have to play the Blazers or the Lakers. Like, I also feel oh, like I don't feel great, but like, yeah, I feel fine. You don't. It's um, like a non-zero chance that you win those games. There, I mean, you're definitely you're the underdog in either one. But yeah, you're the ten seed, so yeah, that's how it's got to go. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, so I don't. I don't know. Like I. I, I feel like okay about, um, and even if you like, what would be awesome is if you're the nine seed, right? And you were able yeah. to host, if you were able to host that would it, be awesome. not necessarily because I think they'd win. I'm not sure if they would, but just like for the fans to get a super, super meaningful basketball game. Um, and the cool thing about this too, is like, if things continue to go in the right direction, um, which again, it's a long season, like next week we could be talking about how the wolves lost five straight and, um, they need to blow it all up again. Like we were talking about Carl Anthony Towns trades last week. So yeah, um, it's, don't, it's, again, don't put it's a roller yeah, coaster. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> um, but like, you know, like the last three weeks of the season, it could be a, a, a fun thing where every single night you're just like, Oh my gosh, like the wolves need to beat X team because they're going to move into the eighth seat or they're going to yeah. move into the ninth seat or the Kings are right behind us by a half a game. And like, we have to, we have to win this game against, no, whatever it is. Yeah, remember all those articles I wrote in twenty? Yeah, was it? it was the Jimmy Butler year. The Jimmy when, Butler year, twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty eighteen nineteen. So, f- f- like March of twenty nineteen, every and, day I was. And writing, how much like, fun uh, was that though? Playoff implications for every NBA game. Like, and we all did that games. for like two weeks. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, where it was literally like, oh my gosh, if the Suns beat the Jazz tonight the wolves move to the fifth seat, like exactly. whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it was, it was actually cool. like, yeah. And obviously like, and that season was so weird. Like, let me actually go back. Cause I know we're like, I know the company line is always like, well, actually, um, uh, it was 2017, 18 season. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. But it was, everybody was like, well, actually the wolves were the four seed before Jimmy Butler got hurt. They but were. if you look at that, the standings, <laughs> if I can find them, let me try to find. They weren't the they the three seed before Jimmy Butler got hurt. That might be true. They were up uh, there. Um, God, that was the most depressing playoff series ever. Really was. It really was. Why can't I find the standings? What are you looking for? 2017, 18. Okay, oh, I have them. Um, I have them right here. So the Wolves were the eight seed. Wow! Um, holy shit! They they were the they were tied with the Spurs, who had the tiebreaker for the seventh seed. They were a game back from the Pelicans, who had the sixth seed. They were a game back from the Jazz, who had the fifth seed, and they were a game back from the Thunder, Thunder, who had the fourth seed, and they were two games back from the Blazers, who had the third seed. It's crazy, dude. That was the that was the most nuts. And then yeah, they had that game where they had to beat the Nuggets to get. They in. had to beat the Nuggets to get in, like. There was that was so competitive. That was crazy. That was the most movement we've I've ever seen, like at the end of the season, just and on the standings. It's insane. I don't think like we'll see that from like eight to three or nine to three no. ever again. But what I will say is I could totally see that being like the six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, yeah, that could be this year. That could be this year. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, um, and you know, I, I get it, right? Like you have to rest stars and you you take injury serious and all these things. But when you say like every game counts like that season, literally every game counted. Like yeah. had you won one of those games that you lost, suddenly you're the four seed. I mean, the four seed Clippers right now are 10 and set. It's like, where do you cut it off? But it's like, yeah, the 
four seed Clippers are ten and seven, and the Grizzlies well, are eight and eight. Look at, I mean, look at in the East and the West. In the East right now, uh, twelve teams or thirteen teams have seven or more wins, and yeah. the the highest yep. team has twelve wins. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams from seven to nine wins. And then you go to the the West, and from seven to nine wins, you have four, five, six teams. Yeah. Like, so it's um, crazy. It's a good season. It is. It is fun. Um, similar to the NFL season. Like I think this. I'm, I'm not positive, but like the NFL season. Like they have the most teams, like 500 or above. Season at this is point. freaking crazy. Crazy. This Very is not nuts. an NFL podcast, but like, what the hell is going on in the NFL? And it's. I love it. Is it. completely unpredictable. It's bonkers. Like the Texans yeah, beat the Titans, and um, I know. I was early on. I was like, oh, it's gonna be like Bills and Rams, and, and now I'm just like, I have no idea who it's gonna well, like. Yeah, and it's similar to like last year where like more than anything, like where basketball generally I just think the team that is better wins all the time. No. For baseball and football, it's always like what team is peaking at the right time. If you're in the NFL, it's rarely the team that's better. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I I agree. Um, up next for the Wolves, uh, let's say they beat the Pelicans tonight. That puts them at four straight wins. Then they they host Jimmy Butler and the Heat on Wednesday, which is always weird. Um, and then they go to Charlotte on Friday, LaMelo versus Anthony Edwards. And then on Saturday, they have the 76ers in Philadelphia. So, um, two of the three games pretty winnable, I think against Charlotte and yeah. Philly without, um, I'm not sure if Embiid's back, but without Simmons for sure. Um, tough. Charlotte is tough. Um, but they're the type of team that you have to be competitive against. If you're the team you think you are. Yeah. You can't leave. You can't lose all three of those games. Um, no. Yes, um, I agree. But uh, we've mentioned the NFL. We've mentioned the NBA. Julian, the NHL season is uh, underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. It doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Gambler. I'd like to just th- point out really quick. If there are any people who listen to this podcast who are big curlers or big mm. like bobsledding or luge people, we don't mean to insult you by saying the NHL is the greatest sport on ice. That's ah, good to note. That's good to note. I don't want to, I don't want to lose listeners over this. I know. You they're know? like, you know what? Fuck. Hi, We're in Minnesota. Yeah. You never know. Have they ever been curling? I have. They I don't fell know. Down. Dude. Have I ever told you what I went curling? No, I tried curling like at college. There was a curling club and I, my friends and I went once cause we were just like uh, curling, you know, what is <laughs> it? You're like curling. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Like, like, yeah what, the, what is it? Yeah. I could not stop falling down. You wear like this slippery pad on one of your shoes and you like push with your other foot. So you like glide along yeah. while you're like doing the broom or kneeling down to throw the rock. It's hard. <laughs> respect. Shout out to curlers. Respect for curlers. Um, anyways, my stepdad used to play broom ball. Oh yeah. That's fun. And, and I tried to play for a little bit and like, I think now I would like it, but at the time, like I didn't even like know how to like, I didn't know how to like walk with the shoes on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was just falling all over the place. We used to make a uh, broom ball ice rink in our backyard at school. That's fun. Was very Your fun. college moments were better than mine. We well, just drank. We just drank a lot. Well, there was some of that too. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think the broom ball was happening? Yeah, initially. I was going to say it wasn't a sober <laughs> idea. Um, all right, Julian, we are going through a segment that you and you texted me about yesterday. It's we're going to call it happy and sad. Yeah. Um, it's where we each picked a team. You might have picked more than one. I'm not sure. I did, um, but I'll just pick one for this, and I'll give okay. some honorable mentions. Um, basically, fan bases right now at this point in the season, that we're what uh, like 20 games in, so we're about a quarter way through. Um, where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm really happy, and then um, mm-hmm. if you're not happy, you go, oh, I'm really sad. That's what we yeah. call it, happy and sad. Um, <laughs> Julian, my, my my two teams actually relate and I didn't do it intentionally. And then as I started writing it, I was like, Hmm, this makes sense. Um, let's start with my happy team. Uh, the wizards, Washington nice. is 11 and five. They're third in the East. When we went into the season, it was like the, the question was what team is Brad Beal going to play on? Like, would he fit in Boston? Like, could we get him to Philadelphia? Um, maybe he'll go to the, play on the wizards. Yeah. Maybe he'll go to the Lakers. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's just going to stick in Washington. So, um, the cast-offs from the Lakers via the Russell Westbrook trade have been really, really good. Uh, yeah. Kuzma's 14 points per game, 36% from the three-point line. KCP is 10 points per game, 36% from the three-point line. Harrell is back. We thought he died with the Lakers. He's not dead. He's very much alive. Uh, 18 points, eight rebounds. Uh, Dinwiddie, who is the replacement for Westbrook, much better fit in Washington, and dare I say maybe a better player right now. Um, 16 points, six assists. Five rebounds, 42% from the field, 38% from three. He's got a PR of 18. Russell Westbrook's at 15.5. Is this a finals team? No, no, it's not. But they did extend Tommy Shepard, and it looks like they actually have an identity and they know what they're doing. Wes Unsell Jr. looks like a really good hire, probably the coach of the year right now. Um, Again, and it's early, like seven guys, seven points per game. Like It's a real team where in the past it was – John Wall and Bradley Beal and a bunch of guys, and then Westbrook and Bradley Beal and a bunch of guys, and it seems like they they have some depth now. Yep, that's great. So yeah. I, my happy, I, that's yeah. No, I agree about the Wizards. I mean, it's really fun to see a team kind of rebuilding in a different way. Yeah, you know, like they're not. They never really like went all the way to the bottom. They didn't punt on their star. Yeah, um, so they it's kind of like to watch. scraped and it's like cool. held on and. It's cool. Found yeah, an it, opportunity to jettison a and, player who nobody wanted for a bunch of. Yeah. Know, and if you think pieces. about it, they traded, they basically traded John Wall into that. Dude, the Lakers could really use Kuzma, KCP, and all of those right guys. Now. Literally all of them. Yeah. It's bad. All right. Hit me with your happy team. All right. So, so with all due respect to the Phoenix Suns, who are on a tear um, and are really shaking off all the people who were like that. Final run was a fluke and because they didn't look great at the beginning yeah. of the season, but they are back in a big way. Um, all due respect to them. I want to kind of separate being a happy franchise from winning a bunch of games. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Raptors. Okay. Um, if you look, I mean, you know how we talk about how the Wolves only have three people who can really score. Yeah. Tire Raptors starting lineup is averaging almost 15 points a game. Sheesh. Um, the, You're right. You know, Scotty Barnes 
incredible. Um, Very good. Definitely a really good pick there. Gary Trent Jr. has been awesome. I think we've mentioned this on the pod before, but like looking like a huge win from the Powell trade. Powell's also been decent, but just in terms of the timeline that he has, like to get a young player in in with that core is awesome. Pascal is back. He's looking good. Um, I think you can either move him for some more young pieces. Really, I think any team would like to have Pascal Siakam and or just keep him because he's playing well. And then OG Ananobi has just yeah. really taken a step forward. So I think if you're if you're the Raptors, you got to say, wow, like we lost Kyle Lowry. He was older, but we've just this young core that took us to the finals um, with Kawhi, like a lot of those players, you know. Um, well, you know, won the finals with Kawhi and a lot of that core, it was kind of like, when are they going to get their next opportunity? Um, and while Pascal might not be the kind of like one, a one B player that you hoped, like you have some really nice pieces. Like if you can get a star, another star in somehow, um, be it through trade or free agency, like this team, I think could really make some noise. No, I like that pick a lot because like they're not a super obvious pick, but at the same, like, all in their starting lineup, their ages, Ananobi is 24, yeah. Van Vliet and Siakam are 27, Gary Trent Jr. is 23, and Scotty Barnes is 20. Yeah, that like, that OG Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent, like, I mean, Fred Van, I mean, I think Fred Van Vliet and Siakam will probably stick around too. I don't mean to imply yeah. that like they won't, but to have that many guys who are really young, like especially, I mean, especially Scotty Barnes. He just like changes him being good right away. Just changes the trajectory of that franchise. I that's it's it's a total hit. Um, yeah. yeah. Let me we should not have made fun of them for taking him. No, I I agree. Um, let me see their draft picks. I just want to. I'm curious. If they draft well. They they really do. Um, okay, Toronto. Toronto. Uh, so yeah, they keep their pick in, I think, yeah, they keep their pick this year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like, so if they make the playoffs, great. If not, they have a lottery pick again. Yeah. And then, and then like, but then you're, I think you're right. Then it becomes like, oh wait, like we have all these young assets. If we want to go get a star, what can you get for Pascal and a lottery pick, dude? Like, I, I guess it. I always think of it as like if the other team is trying to truly rebuild, do they want Pascal Siakam and like? Well, I, I would think he would go to a contender. Yeah, but, but the, then I guess it's like what are you getting back? And that's like question. unless you're giving them to like the Warriors and you're getting like James Watt. Like I, you know, I just yeah. don't know what. But again, yeah, yeah I like I like that's a good pick though. I like that pick. It's a lot of optimism. All right, who's your sad team? Oh, very sad. Uh, it's the Lakers. You're very um, sad about this personally, right? personally crying tears every night and i think that there i think we all as nba fans during the off season i think you and i were the only people in the world no for sure there's more but it, it seemed like we just gave rob Plinka and the lakers a pass this off season yeah like we were like oh yeah like they'll be really good and they're gonna be the one seed and like, like oh, you know it's a weird it it's a weird fit but whatever and now you look at it and you're like Ugh, this team and like I, I get it lebron's been hurt um, and he's he's suspended for a game, but like if you just look at their their box scores or like if their their basketball reference play uh, page and you see who's playing right now, like healthy. So you have LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Taylor Horton Tucker, who like two years ago like wasn't playing in games. Um, and he, and he okay. actually he actually seems good. So I don't want to like shit on that. 
Um, Carmelo Anthony, they're all playing 28 minutes or more. Kent Bazemore played 20 minutes per game last year with the Warriors. And I remind you, the Warriors were looking for literally anybody breathing to play. (laughs) And he's playing 22 minutes per game with the Lakers. Wayne Ellington was a DNP for like every other game last year with the Pistons. He's a rotational player. He's playing like 18 minutes per game for the Lakers. I mean, this this whole thing, it's like this is the criticism that they got this entire time, but it's that they drafted this team just out of time. You know? Yeah. Like Wayne Ellington was good four years ago on the Heat. You know, and- Carmelo Anthony's decent, but he's not like what he used to be. Westbrook hasn't been actually good in years. Like yeah, Every team Westbrook's on, they want to get rid of. It's just... It's just a weird thing because it's like you look at the names and you're like, oh, well, they, you know, those guys are decent. But it's like, yeah, they were guys that you picked up and to win your fantasy league in 2017. You know, I don't know. And I think there's this, this, and of course, like when you're a great player and great at anything, you have like this amount of like confidence. Um, yeah. And I, I think there's like a lot of self or uh, 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 false confidence with LeBron being like, yeah, I can turn this around. It's like he's getting older. He's, he's not like, magic. Yeah. He's, and he's not going to like play more games than he's going to right? Like, yeah, it's not going to get in, easier in, in a month. Yeah. It's not going to be like, Oh yeah, you heard his groin. He'll be back. Like, no, like th- these are going to be becoming pretty regular where it's like LeBron's out for two weeks. Um, I don't know. Like even with LeBron healthy, it just seems like it seems more likely this team will end the season. Like it did last year rather like it, it, instead of making a, a deep run in the West, um, yep. unless they make a trade, but then you look at the team and you're like, what's fuck? What, what do they have for assets? Like nothing. What are they like? I think they, Talon they I, Tucker is probably their only tradable asset. Right. And he's the only player that you'd want fetch much. on the Lakers. If you're in three years besides Anthony Davis. Right. Um, yeah. I'd be really, really concerned if I'm the Lakers, like, are they going to make the playoffs? Yeah. But like, if you also, all of a sudden you get into like that seventh, eighth, ninth seed, uh, like the seventh seed, like if, if let's say Portland's at eight and you have to like beat the Blazers, then you'd have to go and beat the Grizzlies or something. Like, yeah, it's I tough. don't know. That doesn't, I mean, seem you, also it just feels like the Lakers could be headed for a long run of being really bad. And I know that it's the Lakers, so they'll probably sign somebody maybe, but it's also just like you, you know, you win a championship, you kind of mortgage the future, you know, it's kind yeah. of built in. Like it's very hard to develop any kind of sustained success unless you're the Warriors and you have yeah. all these guys on rookie contracts. Yep. But at the same time, like you have to rebound a little bit better than this, don't you? Yeah. Like, and, and you just won a championship with a lot of those guys that you traded away. I, it, like, it worked. Yeah. Like, like the pieces KCP that you had around was him, a difference maker in the in the finals. The guys that you had around him were the perfect guys that you would want around LeBron and Davis. Yeah. Like just a bunch of shooters. Um, and think about what you could spend that money on. Yeah. Like if, if those, if those aren't your guys, fine, but make the buddy healed trade. Make, you yeah. Know, do, the buddy healed trade was such an obvious trade. Yeah. We don't have to, we don't have to rehash yeah. this, but it, it's just like mismanagement on the Lakers. I'm totally with you. All right. Can you hear my cat growling in the background right now? No, your cat's growling. Uh, one is just trying to like murder the other oh, one right now. I just heard that. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Peyton, Peyton, this year, shout out on the podcast. Very, very proud of you. All right. Give me your sad team. Peyton's very sad. My sad team sounds kind of like Peyton. It's the Pacers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's going on? You know, it, they're 7 and 11, 13th in the East. Kind of the problem for me with the Pacers is that they have 
kind of gotten decent performances out of a lot of their guys. You know, I mean, Chris Duarte, really good draft pick. So I'll give him credit for that. There's, there's some hope there, but he's not franchise changing. You know, Miles Turner has been a blocks machine. He's been a real, I mean, he's like arguably the best rim defender in the NBA right now. Just still has no idea what to do in offense. He he just doesn't really yeah. have an offensive game. He doesn't look comfortable at all. Devontae bonus, like really good all-star last year. Kind of feels like he's going to make maybe, you know, one or two more all-star games, but is not a franchise player. Malcolm Brogdon, same deal. Like probably not even an all-star, but not a franchise player. It's just like, what's, what's the plan here? Because you clearly can't win with this core. No, you know, the, the Sabonis Turner thing, I don't hate it on its own, but when your other pieces are like Justin holiday and Karis Levert, who has, you know, who also is okay, but it's just like, you got to move some of these pieces and, and like get more assets. So you can actually do something with because what sucks. All yeah. of these guys would be decent on other teams. They just aren't a good team together. What sucks is like the Carlisle thing. We thought that was going to be like the whole difference maker. Yeah. And I'm not saying like that he's not like, I'm not, I don't know how bad this team would be without him, but I think you're right. This reminds me, Julian, um, my fantasy team in one of my leagues is really, really bad. Right. Uh-huh. And I had Tom Brady and I had Stefan Diggs and I had Elijah Mitchell and I had uh, like somebody else basically like all these guys that were like fine, but not uh-huh. like good enough for me to win. So I ended up just trading for all these like future first round picks. Yeah. And it seems like that's where the Pacers are like where they like on paper. It's like, yeah, you could probably get a first round pick for Malcolm Brogdon and you could get two first round picks and a young player for DeMontis Sabonis and yeah. miles Turner should net you something. Um, but like together, it's like, if that's your core, I'm not like super. It's like eager. they're worth more as assets. Yeah than they are as players, which is shitty. Like they're people. I don't mean to like commodify no, like, but it's like, it. you know, it's, this is not, yeah, they're work. more valuable as separate commodities on exactly. teams that need yes. them and their skill sets. Yeah. Like think about a contender adding Malcolm Brogdon at yeah. the trade deadline. Think about a contender adding miles Turner. Like these, these are really like, impact if, guys. If, like, if, think if, about Boston adding miles Turner. for instance. Think, yeah. <laughs> think about like Dallas adding Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, Absolutely. Like you get an outside, like exactly. And those are the type of moves where it's like, does Dallas give up two first round picks for him? It's like, yeah, I would. Totally. Um, Yeah. So I guess we'll see. That's, they kind of depress me, especially because I like these players. Like that's almost what makes it shittier. And that's, I like like, all these players. And that's been the fun part, right? Like the, I don't know, like with that team, it's like you, like the fun part about the Pacers over the last five years is they weren't supposed to be good but they have right. all these like hardworking like guys that yeah. you look at and you're like, Oh, and then it's, you see them this year and you're like, Oh, they're not very good, but I like all these guys individually. Keelan Martin's playing 17 minutes a game. Yeah. Our old friend. Yeah. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell's best friend. Apparently. Yeah. So we heard. Yeah. So we read one article about, um, <laughs> well, okay. So, uh, no podcast, uh, later this week. Um, of course, Thanksgiving, and we hope that you all have thanks a, a very good Thanksgiving. Thanks whether you're with friends, a th- <laughs> hope you have a thanks a good giving um, with your family or friends or both, and eat food if you can. Um, I don't know, like if you can't, like I don't know, like not everybody. Like I always feel like a dick when it's like I'm going to eat so much food, and then you realize like some people don't have that luxury. Of, oh, oh, I see. What you that's mean. what I mean. Not oh, like yes, like people people who can't eat are food insecure. Not who yes. People, okay. <laughs> 
Yes, that's that's what I meant. Stick the landing. <laughs> yeah, that was that was tough. I'm sorry. You're um, good. People are like, I am not thankful for this podcast. These guys suck. I don't um, like we're getting too many shout outs at the dinner table. New, no, don't think so. Uh, we are, we are going to open up a, a box of cards though for our friends at Three Star Sports Card. They have some Black Friday deals too, so maybe we'll go through some of those. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go pick up a box from. I will be lining up outside. Well, I know. I mean, I don't want to be like I know the people, but. If I was in line at three stars, I would be, I would go, do you know who I am? I spend thousands of thousands of dollars here each year. Okay. And so yes, Kyle, go home. Don't tell my wife. Go home to um, your wife. Yeah. Go <laughs> they need you. Your family needs you. Um, all right, Julian, uh, you have a good Thanksgiving. We'll talk later this week and we'll record that, uh, that, that card thing, but for everyone else, you guys rock. Um, yeah. We'll talk to you next time.